Welcome, this is Voice of Change, a syndicated radio broadcast and podcast airing since 2011. Voice of Change is committed to raising the leader in you. And because time is the unit of life, I assure you that the next few minutes you have decided to invest in your own leadership journey will be rewarded with a definite paradigm shift. Stay with me on Voice of Change. Welcome to Voice of Change and congratulations to all Nigerians on the inauguration of the new president on Monday the 29th of May 2023. It's been an interesting journey to say the very least. But as we reflect on the journey that we've been on, I want to draw our attention to a few lessons that I hope we will have the sagacity to address. A few lessons that I hope that we will be self-analytical enough to draw from the journey that has brought us this far. It takes hard analysis, self-awareness, the ability to tell ourselves the truth, which I find that it's actually a very rare trait these days to be able to examine our motives, examine our processes, and examine our outcomes. If we're to learn from where we have been so that history does not repeat itself, we must possess the ability to examine our motives, and our actions totally dispassionately so we can have better outcomes. And as a nation, as communities, as individuals, we can do better and move the society forward. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to Voice of Change. We'll be back after these messages. We are reflecting on recent happenings. Voice of Change is sponsored by AB Consulting and Awesome Treasures Foundation Partners. Subscribe to Voice of Change podcast today on iTunes and Spotify and don't miss a single episode. Welcome back to Voice of Change. I'm your host, Olajumoke Adenowo. And you can reach me at Instagram at Jumoke Adenowo. In my book, Beyond My Dreams, on page 145, the two protagonists are speaking and the female protagonist said, It's a shame that people of faith avoid politics. Religion that is not relevant to life is not true religion. At least not the way Christianity defines religion. Religion should be relevant to the welfare of the people. A righteous nation is not one that has churches and mosques on every street. A righteous nation is one that takes care of its people. It shouldn't be that the only way you know you have a mosque or church in the community is the nuisance they create. Noise and traffic jams. Fridays and Sundays. It should be the value they bring to the community. Then she goes on to say, we need our clergy. Listen well, my listener. Pastors and imams. Are you paying attention? To take up the responsibility of teaching their congregations. That political engagement is key. I'm sure we all agree with our protagonists on that, don't we? And she added, not in the way some actually impose candidates on their congregations, but by teaching them well enough to equip them with the tools to make the right political decisions. 
Then she goes on to give us an example in the church in Nigeria in the days of nationalism and the days of the fight for independence, the push towards national identity. And she references this preacher and says, like Holy Johnson will do, teach them what values to look out for in real leaders. Competence, character, capacity, track record, morality. And she's talking about Holy Johnson, who was in the forefront of the nationalist struggle in the late 1800s. After he had used his platform as a preacher to disseminate nationalistic ideologies through mainstream methods, such as drama, he later even went into politics, the Legislative Council, if I recollect correctly. So we're looking at a situation in which I believe the church and other faiths have moved from the apolitical stance to being involved in politics. But in which way should spiritual, religious, or people of faith who lead be involved in politics? Is it by telling their people who to vote for? Is it by seeing visions as to who is going to win and disseminating these visions through mainstream media and social media? Or is it by teaching the people the right tools to make the right decisions and trust that they've groomed a people of such intellectual stature that they'll be able to make their own decisions themselves? As religious leaders representing the supreme being, Leaders should expect to be held to the same levels of accountability that political leaders are held to, which is that when promises are made, they should be kept, even when the promises are made in the name of God, as representatives of God. The followers expect that to make a pronouncement and invoke the name of God, surely the leader had from God. Therefore, we should not be surprised if in the next few years, some level of analysis is now applied when pronouncements by religious leaders are made, starting from the realm of politics and to other areas because of the precedence that recent history has now set. The elections were held and those who thought they had a case against the results proceeded to the election tribunal. Following the cases, it appeared that the constitution had been strictly adhered to as the tribunals and the Supreme Court took their decisions. Some even posited that on the 26th of May, that a public holiday would be declared because they felt that the judiciary would want to defraud them of justice. There was no public holiday on the 26th of May and the judgment was decided. For those who raised a hue and cry and posited that justice could never be served by the Nigerian judiciary. I say, we should always get our priorities right. Democracy is not just about going to the elections. The sanctity of the judiciary was where I started examining the Nigerian society from in Beyond My Dreams. I alluded to the scandal that should have rocked the entire fabric of the Nigerian judiciary when inexplicable sums of money were found in different judges' houses this scandal came and left as if nothing happened and the entire nation was silent. And I was shocked to my core, scandalized, horrified that Nigerians did not understand that the last recourse of the citizen, the common man and the leader of any citizen, I just had as passion cast on it. The credibility of the judiciary was rocked 
to its very core and nothing came out of that scandal. We set too much stock by elections in Africa, but democracy is protected not just by the elections and how we vote on the day. Democracy is protected by the judiciary and also the legislature. We need to remember that there are three arms of government, the presidency, the legislature, and the judiciary. And all three arms must be strong and functioning for the protection of democracy. We need to build our institutions in Africa to protect democracy. So ahead of us, we have four years of building, four years of strengthening, four years in which we hope Nigeria will be a better nation than it was yesterday, the 29th of May, 2023. It is important, the journey we're taking on Voice of Change at this time, reflecting on history that goes back 200 years. Because without a doubt, events that are going to begin to unfold, decisions that are going to be taken by the new president, will no doubt be affected by the journey that has brought us thus far. Whatever decisions he takes can never be divorced from the journey, the happenings, the events, the stories, the history that has brought us as far as we have come, which is where we shall return to next week on Voice of Change, looking at the history of Nigeria, hoping that that would help all our listeners to dissect our present situation and begin to project along with the new leadership what steps should be taken to give all of us the form of the new Nigeria that Nigeria really requires to become the nation to fulfill the amazing potential that we know this resourceful nation has. It's time for change.